This is Frankie B. Talkcast 106, and it's our comic book character show here tonight on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51, it's sub-level 17, Fortress of Perdition, sipping a Glengarry, Glen Ross, Glen Levitt, pretending furiously to be Nick Fury. I am the Dome. Joining the Talkcast tonight in the Revere Time Vortex, she's hard as nails, tough, and won't take crap from any villain. It's the Black Canary of our merry gang of pranksters, Kriana. Tweet? <laughs> Okie dokie. I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, from the stacks of the personal silent zone in the dank dungeon reading room, our own Cassandra Kane, Batgirl. She's quiet. She's here. She's the Zombrarian. I want to be Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. Oh, sorry. You're Cassandra Kane tonight. From the Fort Color Vault of Comics. <laughs> In Manchester, New Hampshire, it's not Cosmic Boy, it's not Lightning Boy, representing the Legion of Superheroes, it's that schmucky little Superboy himself, otherwise known as Illustrator X. Uh, that would actually be Matter Eater Lad, my friend. Matter Eater uh, Lad. Look it up, but I am indeed honored and, may I say, privileged to be a part of this show this evening. Well, somebody would have to be in Europe today. We're missing tonight is lovely ingenue, smoldering, enticing, and maker of lists extraordinaire. She is our Black Orchid incarnate. Hopefully she'll be out with us later on tonight. We miss you, Dead Redhead. And from Outpost Gallifrey, Nymphomaniac Catch and Release Center, outside the Athens County Historical Society Museum. Mission free every third Saturday, showcasing the history of Athens County, Georgia. Genealogist available Monday through Friday from 1 to 4. If ever there was a Martian Manhunter, he's not here tonight. But he would be awake by Java. Sorry, I wrote, I wrote that. I just had to say it at that point. That's Our guest tonight right. in the second half of the show is a great friend of the show and a good friend of all of ours, principal architect of Boston Comic-Con, our good friend from Comic Art House, Bob Shaw, with a sneak peek at this upcoming mega event. And we were talking before the show, and uh, evidently there are quite a few little bombshellettes that we, we're about to be privy to. So uh, stick with us, because it sounds like it's going to be fun. You're going to hear it here first, but in a little bit. Yeah, but in, That's right. in, a, in a minute. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, who's counting, don't, right? Don't go to the bathroom. Don't get up and get a drink. You might miss it. You you could miss it. Because you could I pause mean... the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Don't get all techy on a sombrarian. I mean, seriously. So anyhow, let's start off this week, as we do every week, with our Facebook poll. Uh, and, you know, I, I want to thank the listeners out there in uh, Radioville, because uh, these polls that... 
What's something wrong with Radioville? Oh, uh, you meant the intertubes. Wow. You meant the intertubes. Our listeners in Radioville are too busy dancing the Charleston. T- <laughs> Look who's talking, Mr. Technophobe. Hey, um, X is taking a very hardcore computer class. He learned that's to make right. PowerPoint. That's right. I'll have you know I passed with a 97, so screw all y'all. <laughs> oh. I feel like I should put your report card on my refrigerator. (laughs) I feel like I'm your technology mommy. (laughs) That got really creepy really fast. Yeah, it did. Sorry. (laughs) So anyhow, X, seeing his uh, dead redhead is not with us tonight. No, no. I'll I'll be dead redhead by proxy. Okay. Well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling. You're so screwed. The poll we did this past week. Oh my God. <laughs> That's enough. Redhead from England. Yeah, okay. Yeah, before I get sued by Eric Idle. Uh, past week's poll was uh, who is your favorite sci fi character who has come back from the dead? And uh, the winner was not Jesus, it was Buffy whoa, Summers. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I love you, Illustrator X. You're my hero. Yeah, (laughs) trounce the competition. Twice as many votes as any other character. Uh, Second place was tied a tie between Captain Jack Harkness and the old school fans voted for Duncan Idaho. I like Uh, Duncan, but I like Captain Jack more. Yeah, Uh, and I just I have to mention this though. Don't when you vote for everyone, it kind of defeats the purpose. I didn't vote for everyone. Uh, you voted for the top three. There were only four. Yeah, but that brings up a good point. A lot of people don't understand. You can vote for more than one person. Oh, I understood that clearly. Clearly, Dome understands that. I I understand that you can. I'm just saying, if you were to vote for everyone, it sort of negates the voting idea. In any case, what I found fascinating was... uh, that the third place was Spock, which means that Star Trek is finally getting dead and buried. That's not true. We're moving on from that genre. No. Yes. No. So, um, we've already got a poll uh, set up for this coming week, but uh, I don't know if I should be revealing that yet. But I want to know. Okay. Since you asked nice. (laughs) It'll... Keep an eye out on Facebook, but uh, this week's poll, the question will be, who is your favorite sitcom alien? Alf. Well, how difficult is that? Well, Seriously. There's, there's also, we're also going to be including people like Mork and oh. the Great Kazoo and the entire cast of Third Rock, so let's just keep that And yourself. And Ray Walston is my favorite. Yes, Martin, yes, you know? that's another one. And we're also including the aliens that stole Al Bundy's socks. So, <laughs> if you remember that episode, I actually do, kind of. <laughs> which is kind so of. So, anyways, sad. I do. Yes. And speaking of socks, the red socks. Uh, they close. sucked. Well, yes. And speaking of sucking, we do have to. Uh, give our props uh, R.I.P. Richard Gordon uh, Richard Gordon passed away this week 
For those uh, classic sci-fi fans will remember him as the creator of the film's Fiend Without a Face, which featured a flying brain with antenna and a spinal column, which was a pretty awesome image. You know the image I'm talking about. And he did The First Man into Space, a number of classic things that were on Creature Feature and all those shows back in the day. So hats off to Richard Gordon and Trailblazer. You're missed. Well, our co- oh no, we're out of segways. No, no, this, you know, we we can live without. All right, no! we, uh, I'm shriveling we, up and dying as we speak. Should we appropriate a new wow. sound for segways tonight? Yeah, a really crappy one. <laughs> okay, you got one. Um, um, Alf sound, for example, like that. No. Um, we should have worked this out before we recorded the show, huh? <laughs> Yo, lucky the man! There we go. That's a perfect one. Okay. So, you know, yes, Richard Gordon is dead, and Kate Beckinsale is not. Yo, lucky the man! <laughs> <laughs> really bad segue. Exactly. And it deserved what it got. Kate Beckinsale is doing. Underworld Awakening in 3D. Oh my god, this is the 3D movie I've been waiting for. I see, uh, now I knew that. <laughs> I can really get on board with this one. <laughs> so this is part of the chicks and spandex genre that's built up? Chicks and leather. And leather! Come on, X. Oh, leather. leather. Spandex is itchy, and you sweat in it. Yeah, but Aaron Gray was hot. <laughs> I'm not saying otherwise. I'm just saying... Leather is more comfortable and it smells better. Here, here. Okay. <laughs> also, Kate Beckinsale. Also. Here, here. <laughs> okay, no. come on. Do they really have a plot or effects or anything? No, 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 they don't yeah. need to. No, not required. Kate Beckinsale. I suppose not. I, I want to. Required. So, it's... Kate Beckinsale in 3D. Speaking of plot not required. Oh, dear. Wait, wait, wait. I really think we need to do this from now on. Once Upon a Time this week was interesting. We got to see Pam in her role as Maleficent. Cuddle a unicorn. Yeah. Um. But the problem the huh? is, is that Once Upon a Time and Grimm are being treated by the networks as the same type of show and they're really not they're like the exact opposite type of show Grimm is shaping up to be a procedural and and once upon a time is an epic friendly epic it's an epic sort of series they're trying to get lord of the rings on tv budget again and they're failing some more and yet there are enough people who are you know who are looking at them both and saying, you know, these are two sides of the same coin. Because, oh my god, there's magic in both of them, and there are right. fairy tales in both of them. Based on fairy tales. And they, they must be the same. And they both ripped off a... of uh, the comic book fables. No, they're Except really for not. They're not. Once Upon a Time is really not anything like Actually, fables. neither of them are really ripped off from fables. Neither of them really fits with what fables actually was. Yeah. Which may not be a bad thing. And I really think that, that Grimm... Uh, I gotta tell you, the first episode, 
no less lame than the first episode of Once Upon a Time. No, I kind of liked it. I didn't say I didn't like it. Yeah, and I didn't think it was as lame as as, as many people thought because I really thought it was it, it was attacking it from a different way. Well, how many people do you think this guy can kill? One a week. Uh, he killed two last uh, he week. Drop audience shares by the thousands. Yeah. Well, first of all, NBC dropped that show into the Friday night dungeon of hell. Okay? That's where shows go to die. That's where... That's where Firefly went to die. That's right. The only show that has really fought that well has been Fringe, and the only reason it has is because it's got a real rabid following that that hung with it. Also, Uh, Fringe came out after TiVo was a thing. Like, nowadays, a substantial percentage of TV viewers have some form of DVR. Of time-shifting, yeah, absolutely. So nobody really cares what night things are on anymore. Well, not nobody. A substantial proportion of people don't care what night things are on anymore, which means maybe Friday night isn't the death slot anymore. It no, is, it still it's is. Kind of a, it's still kind of a, a graveyard, but not not as deep as it used to be. But I mean, you know, you dump it there and and say, you know, it's it's like throwing you know the cat in the burlap sack into the river, and if the the cat floats, then you're lucky. That, well, thank chance you for that happen- image. Um, you're very it weighs lucky. less than a duck. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Leave my duck button alone. Jeez. So, you know, I I think I think Grim quite frankly, has got the shot uh, of making it because it's it's significantly different, even though it's procedural. I don't know, it's now, that different. Now, speaking of making it, there is an article. Uh, oh, oh, oh. No problem. <laughs> um, from New York, New York Comic Con, there is a... Sp- dating thing going on at the least in New York Comic Con that is breaking out into the other cons. The ar- the title of this article is Men, if you are here to get laid, leave. Ladies, <laughs> ladies, if you are here to get laid, take your pick. And then there's a picture of a very fat Wolverine. Yeah, hang on, I have a sound effect for this. What's going on there? Nothing. Just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. But it's just saying that, you know, there's an interesting picture of the social dynamics that have come out in Comic-Cons lately. First of all, it says, Asian men who don't fare well by standard uh, dating uh, website standards are are highly sought-after commodity at cons, possibly (laughs) due to anime and Japanese dramas showing Asian male characters as objects of desire. Yeah, because that's what I think. All right. Yeah. And then Who it says, wrote uh, this? Your grandmother? Uh, uh, no, my grandmother would not have written that. She, uh, well, there we'll would be a there. war she, she doesn't think Asian males are hot commodities, really? That's what it's talking about. Follow the link on our site, folks. Or don't. Or don't. Or don't. <laughs> Maybe they will mistakenly leave that one off. We here at Sci-Fi says, Saturday Night says, do not advocate slavery of Asian males. Well, <laughs> well listen. We might. Depends on the situation. It says, 
at speed dating at Comic Cons, women call the shots. This is even more poignant considering the comics and their fan worlds are heavily dominated by male artists and creators who seem to think that women are at their strongest when they forget to wear their clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's because they don't actually know any women. Could this be any more misogynistic? Seriously? It uh, could. Uh, I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> Dear, uh, dear every man ever, if you go to Comic-Con looking to get laid, you need your head oh. checked out. I don't yeah, know, Game Hen might stand a good chance. Mm. It is a homophobic world we live in. Possibly. <laughs> but anyways, what else is in the news this week, folks? No, thank God. American Horror Story is coming back, and I'm so happy and excited. Really? Seriously? By the way, don't bother looking for your laxative on a rope. I myself on a rope. Trust me on this one. Seriously, you're happy about this? I'm I am. actually quite bored with it. Well, poo-poo to you, too. <laughs> Well, I'm finding it quite enjoyable, and I think that after that terrible, terrible home invasion episode, they have stepped it up. And I think that Halloween Part 1 was an excellent cliffhanger, and I am now interested to know what happens. My, This is because I am obsessed with the crazy next-door neighbor, and anything that has to do with her is all good with me. Yeah, did you even watch that last one? What, Halloween part one? Yeah, they killed yeah, off the kid. Yeah, I know. Who is that probably spoilers. not a kid, Noelle. She oh, come on, it's over a week old. Spoilers. It's over a week old. Wait a minute, old. I get yelled at for talking about stuff from last season. Don't give me that. Well, that's Illustrator X's problem. <laughs> no, um, it, I, I like some of the casting that they're doing. So, uh, Zach Quinto was, was a marvelous casting, to be honest with you. Yeah, he um, was really good. He was very good, but yeah. overall, uh, it's I don't see any, any anything sustaining with it. To be honest with you, it's just not there right now. Yeah, but is there in Grim? Not so much. Yeah. Well, you, you know, leading yeah. Grim a little while ago. Hey, 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 hey! Be nice. What? I'm not. I'm not. You know, Java here. <laughs> no. Oh, Leo! No, you don't have a pipe. <laughs> Wait a minute, Leo? Did somebody say Leo? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> I said Leo. Well, that was a cat sound for the segue. They're, they're trying desperately to do another Twilight Zone movie. What does Leo have to do with that? Why? Why? Because the only reason they're going to make it is because Leo DiCaprio has signed on for it. And you know who else has signed on? Oh no! Who Rod Serling. Hi, everyone. <gasps> Daddy! Oh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, let me take a moment to introduce our lovely ingenue, smoldering, enticing, and maker of lists extraordinaire, our very own Black Orchid incarnate, the Dead Redhead. You already said that once today. I know, but it was so good I wanted to say it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got busy saving the world. Clearly. A woman's place is to save the world. Well done. 
If she's not picking up guys at Comic-Con. Well, well right. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, yes. <laughs> I'd pick up all my guys at Comic-Con. Ah, which is... Well, wow, never mind. <laughs> all none of them. All none of them. Exactly right. But that just means, guys, there's your challenge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he just said that. <laughs> so the day Leonardo... I've had, you know, never mind. <laughs> so you know whose number I'm going to give out now. <laughs> Please don't give him the home number because I, I've had enough calls today. That's yes. enough. Harlan Ellison has the home number. <laughs> That's true, he does. He does. <laughs> And while Leonard, Leonard DiCaprio is trying to remake the Twilight Zone, Aaron. Did you just say Leonard DiCaprio? It's Leonardo. Real? No, whatever. No! Wrong! <laughs> Aaron Eckhart is starring in I Frankenstein. Who is that and why do I care? Aaron Eckhart? Seriously? Who is that? Yeah, who, who is, is that? that? Yeah, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Two Face in the last Batman movie. Oh, oh boy. Tommy Lee. Oh no, the other one. Yeah. Los Angeles. <laughs> what? Yeah, nobody. Los Angeles. No, saw that. A very good movie. Really? Seriously. Really? Seriously, a good movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting, getting a little heavy with the Alf shit here. No! Uh, wrong! <laughs> I like this one, actually. <laughs> yeah, I get the feeling that one's going to get the shit played out of it in the next couple of weeks. Isn't it? Wait, wait, wait. I, I missed a whole article about a, a guy calls the police confusing the moon for a UFO. We haven't talked about that one haven't yet. haven't been there yet. <laughs> but we could segue. Here, I'll play. I'll even play segue sound. Ready? Okay. <laughs> It, it's a UFO story, so it's Kriana's. All right. Um. So this guy called like emergency services because he confused the moon for UFO. End. Did he call like emergency services or did he call emergency? No, he called the police. He was like, "Hey, there's this thing in the sky. It's really round and it's just sitting there. Guess it's not really an emergency, but it's freaking me out." And they were like, "Dude, it's the moon." Was alcohol involved? <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, it was it was British, and therefore the chances of it being alcohol induced to some degree are fairly high, evidently. Ouch. Plus, when was the last time they looked up at anything? Anyway. <laughs> oh God! Anyway, You're on a roll today, X. Wow. You know Holy why? Crippoli. Because I'm so excited about Heim theory. There's a new scientific theory that hit, and there's a, a segue tries to cut me off, and I'm not going to let it. <laughs> Apparently, some scientist has this theory that if this works, we're all going to have anti-gravity and faster-than-light drive. Dogs and cats are going to live together. It's, so Kevin Smith will be having sex with him? Um... <laughs> Anybody who's seen his stand-up knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, you know, thank you. <laughs> of all the things to think about with with this theory, and that's the first <laughs> thing on your mind, how will Kevin Smith have sex with this? <laughs> no, 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 not with that. Kevin with Smith that. said that if he could get a flying car, he would do rude. He would let people do rude things to him. Well, that's true. 
He said that on in front of thousands of people. And that's why we don't have flying cars, because no one <laughs> wants to take him up on it. Nobody wants to know what he's going to do. No. But apparently there is some uh, Burkhard Heim, a German physicist, is uh, trying to reconcile quantum theory and general relativity and basically saying if you throw in all these extra dimensions, we can get flying cars. Wow, that's super incredible. I'm convinced. There you go. I'm convinced. Sounds legit. Yeah, seems legit. (laughs) (laughs) That was the perfect reaction to that. Wow. I'm really proud of you. Good Talk job. About a tired me. There's one for you, kids. No, no, no. Seems legit is perfectly legit in this case. <laughs> oh my! Now, but that reminds me. Uh-oh. Oh, wait, God. wait, wait. We've got to talk about the Rock'em Sock'em Vampire Writers. The Rock'em Sock'em Vampire Writers. Good God! What was that? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a squirrel laughing somewhere. Since <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm hearing about Anne Rice and Stephanie Meyer having a throwdown. Well, oh, I, oh. I, could, yeah. could this be like Jello wrestling? Seriously? No. no oh my God! Have you seen Anne Rice? No. <laughs> Ew. No, Anne Rice and Stephanie Meyer's Jello wrestling Meyer. because. She not she is not, as Patty would say, a hottie patati, okay? Yeah, right. Oh, well, what God. is going on with this? Seriously, let's give a crap about Lestat and Sparkly Vampires. Lestat. Who, who are you? Lestat. Lestat? Uh, how about Monostat? So what's the quote? Lestat and Louis feel sorry for vampires that sparkle. Oh, they have a lot. They they started the whole gloom goth generation. And why would they sparkle? Neil Gaiman thanks them every day of his life. Yes, yes, Mr. Gaiman should thank them for that. Good lord! It's kind of it's kind of you know at this point, neither of them have much credibility left. I mean, Anne Rice, who went all Catholic for a while and then renounced that she said, oops, I made a mistake. And Stephanie Meyer, who, you know. <laughs> you know, that's the same thing the priest said. Careful. <laughs> oops. You notice she said, oops, I made a mistake after she raked in all the cash. Yes. Yes, exactly. yes, of course. No, no, but this is the best quote from the inter- interview. The Staten Louis feels sorry for vampires that sparkle in the sun. They would never hurt immortals who choose to spend eternity going to high school over and over again in a small town any more than they would hurt the physically or mentally challenged. <laughs> My vampires possess gravitas. They can afford to be merciful. Oh, God. Oh, you know. My. Yeah. I you think know what? Stephen King's digs at Stephanie Meyer are much, much better. He wins the Let's Bash Stephanie Meyer a thon. Why? What does he say? Yeah. Oh, what does he, he says say? amazing things like the difference between J.K. Rowling and Stephanie Meyer is that J.K. Rowling is a talented writer. Well, that's <laughs> just true. God knows that's true. Yeah. He's amazing. I love him. Thank you, Mr. King. We want you on the show, Mr. King. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, you wrote that whole novel about me, so you may as well. 
Toads. Under the dome. Once you're under the dome, you're, you're never, never over, over the, the dome. dome. <laughs> but speaking, many of women have way. said that. But we are halfway over, and what what does that mean? Um, do I need another segue sound? Sure, go ahead. Um, I'm gonna pick something really good. Okay. There we go. Very nice. Good source of potassium. And with the halfway point <laughs> of the podcast, which means, Bob, are you there? I am here. Ladies and gentlemen, from Boston Comic Con and Comic Art House, Bob Shaw, a pleasure to have you with us once again. Pleasure to be back. I promise to swear as much as humanly possible. Yes, that's my favorite. If if you can do better than uh, um, Harlan, <laughs> no, anyway, yeah, yeah. If you can do better than Harlan, you win a prize. <laughs> or you know Ben Bova so, and Isaac Asimov's Dirty Limericks. Yeah, <laughs> that was um. That, that was, that was one of the most unexpected things we ever had happen. <laughs> we should have a prize. It should be like um, our undying affection. <laughs> yeah, really. Doesn't Boston Comic Con already have that though? Yeah, I know. We had to think of a special one. A special one. Like, tell us about Boston Comic Con 2012. Uh, we've been working hard between Nick, Jimmy, myself, Colin. Oh God, drunken Randy. We've been really kind of busting our ass. He's listening right now. You know that, right? Uh, probably. It's okay. We love Drunken Randy. Okay. Uh, we've really been hard getting our guest list together and trying to make Boston Comic Con 2012 the best show we can, of course. We're trying to improve every year that we go out and put something forth for the fans. So we try and do something different every year. Uh, this year we're going to be having a program for the first time, good God, uh, that's being worked on by Ian Globinger who's a gallery artist, and he's fantastic, and he'll be putting together the whole program for us because Lord knows if we put it together, it'd be like a couple pieces of paper with handwritten notes on it. So that, That's it. Sell us on the con. <laughs> hey, he just said he has a professional gallery artist doing it. Yeah, Ian's an awesome person. Uh, Rich Woodall's retooling some of the... Um, very nice. Some of the logos to try and get it more friendly for printing on the program, and we're going to have a logo... Uh, specifically for artists and dealers that are going to be offering exclusives through the show. So they'll have like a little button that they can put on all the stuff that's exclusive for the Boston Comic Con. Of course, we'll have our own batch of exclusives as well. Um, we'll be doing two panel rooms probably this year instead of just the one. So we'll be running two panels at a time. Of course, Woo! the costume good. contest run by Amy Fletcher is going to be big. Uh, that's always think- a good time. It is a good time, and we got to figure. Uh, we may be moving it out of the actual convention proper into its own little location within the Heinz, so that's still being worked on. Uh, but it'll give them contest the room that it deserves because last year it was cramped. Uh, we were just spilling out of the room, and a lot of people were really into it. And you know, Amy did a great job keeping it under control and being able yeah. to get around there. I mean, we have some of the best volunteers in the game. I mean. Tracy Belanger's awesome. You know, we have Megan Gregory, who, you know, and Emily, and then we have Brian Blanchard, and we we have the best 
volunteers in the business and we couldn't do anything we do without them. Uh, Not to mention your the sexy sidekick there, Kim. Kim, uh, you know, she runs the floor. I mean, I'm pretty useless on show day because everybody wants to stop me every five minutes. So, uh, but we Guilty. do what we got to do and we get through the show. <laughs> we get through the show and by the end of it, we're always looking forward to it, but we're so glad when it's over. But then we start <laughs> planning for the next year immediately. Uh, we're actually going to be doing our very first art auction this year which mm -hmm. is going to be, in all honesty, to benefit the show because we want to keep costs down for the fans. We want to keep costs down for the artists. We want to keep costs down for the vendors. But unfortunately, every year, costs for this convention skyrocket. Even, a bad, in a, even in a bad economy, they're hitting us with more costs. And flights don't get cheaper. The more gas goes up, I mean, it costs more to fly guests in and get people here to attract the fans. So the art auction is our attempt to you know, keep costs down for everybody that's been loyal to us. So we don't, the one thing we don't like doing is raising costs on anybody. And it seems like, you know, during this economy, nobody wants to get hit with that stuff. So that's our attempt. And we hope that we have a, a successful art auction, obviously, and that we can, you know, pass that saving along to, you know, the fans and pass that saving along to artists and some of the vendors so we can keep the costs the same. So we should yell at the airlines? Is that what you're saying, Bob? Uh, definitely. <laughs> you know any artists that are willing to contribute a piece of artwork? And we do ask for original artwork, not prints, because prints won't get as much bang for the buck on an auction. Uh, well, gee, we don't have any artists here on the show. No, <laughs> yeah, we don't. None of it. None there. So, But if you know anybody that would be willing to contribute to the auction, it'd be awesome. It'd help us out a lot. Nick, Jimmy, myself, Colin, Mike Alexandropoulos, and, you know, Drunken Randy would appreciate anything. <laughs> I, I mean, I could scribble, a, like, a smiley face on a piece of paper, but I don't, I don't think anyone will actually pay you for that. You'd be amazed. We have a challenge for that. If you draw a, piece, a smiley face on a piece of paper, we challenge whoever wins that to go and get a sketch or a signature from every artist in that show Woo! on that piece of paper. You know what? I will, I will proudly draw you a smiley face on a piece <laughs> of paper, and then I will proudly do that for you. But this guest list we're working on, and we're still working on it, is around 50 artists currently. Nice. It's the biggest guest list we've had. I am not going to share every person that is on that guest list with you. It hasn't been announced yet, but I will share some. Uh, Nick and I have worked on it very hard. Mike Alexandropoulos has worked on it very hard. Uh, Randy's worked on it very hard. Colin's worked on it very hard. So, we, And Jimmy, all of us have worked really hard on And we've got to keep this kind of to ourselves till we get it all announced. So, But I will happily drop some names on you, but not all. So this is the advantage. That's okay. I, I like having the element of surprise there still. Kriana, drum yeah. roll. Oh, I have one of those. But, I one know. thing I do promise, though, is as we're going to announce artists, I will be sure to include an email to um, Illustrator X as to who we're going to be announcing that week so you will be able to announce it on your show. Oh, and awesome. we will. Excellent. All right. All right. Is everyone okay, ready? Drum roll. Hit it. Nice. Uh, we're pleased one. to uh, have the Eisner Award winning for the best pencil or best illustrator, Scotty Young returning. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. 
Uh, we're also very happy to have the multiple Eisner Award winning David Peterson from Mouse Guard coming. Ooh. Oh, he's there. Yes. yes. Lots of fans. Lots of fans. Yeah. Uh, also coming for the first time to the Boston Comic Con will be Billy Tucci. Woo! She. Yeah. Uh, let me go through the list here. Uh, returning, of course, will be our regular people, which is Craig Russo, you know, from the Perhapanauts, yeah. and of course Woo! his sidekick, Todd. I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. As I think it's Dezago or Dezago. Either way, I say it to his face and I still get it wrong. But either way, Todd and Craig will be there. Uh, Norman Lee will be there, of course. Woo! Sweet. Um, however, Scott Wegner is unable to make this year, so we're what? gonna miss Scott this year. Ah, uh, well, I'll see you in New York then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we are pleased to welcome back Herb Trimpey. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You faded away. Say that again. Pleased to welcome back Herb Trimpey. Huh? Nice. So we're bringing back Herb. Nice little Godzilla Shogun Warrior action going on. Right, and we we are very pleased to be bringing back Cliff Chang, currently on Wonder Woman. A favorite of the dead redhead. You just love Beware the Creeper, didn't you? I love Creeper. I thought that was awesome. I'm going to dress the Creeper some year for Halloween. We are very pleased to uh, welcome back Sergio Aragonis. He's such a gentleman. I love him. He, he was amazing last year. Absolutely amazing. Two years ago. Two yeah, years two years ago. ago. Where, are you, where are you going, Dom? That's right. It was two years ago. And you know, you know, Bob, I remember a wonderful moment between Sergio and Sarah Richard two years ago. Yeah, Sarah, of, Sarah, of course, is coming back. Uh, Sarah had a few of those moments. She had her... Um, idle moment with um, Scotty Young where Scotty was looking through her portfolio two years ago and I think she's looking forward to showing him her portfolio now since she's obviously grown over the past two years it's amazing by leaps and bounds how much she's improved and she was great before so Uh, also coming will be Jason Pearson Uh, as you know from Deadpool, X-Men, Amazing Spider-Man very nice. Uh, let's see. Who else can I share here? Now, now Bob, no. can you tell us if are there going to be more than artists this year? I will not share that information okay. at the moment. Oh, okay. mystery! I'm just saying, you have not yet said the magic name of Steve Ditko. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put it this way. I would happily have Steve Ditko if we could get him to come. <laughs> Mr. Ditko, you've been challenged. <laughs> you know he's listening right now. Of course. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, also coming, uh, that. let me see here. i got to make sure I'm not giving away too much. Uh, let's see. Well, Tim Sale will be back again this year. Yay! Nice. Tim's he's awesome. Such a cutie. He's great people. We love having him at the con. And he's uh, cute. He's great with the fans. He has a very strong following in the Northeast. And, uh, That's cute. He, he, he clearly has a way with the dead redhead. Yeah. I've noticed that, have you? I, <laughs> he, he may, in fact, be cute. 
<laughs> he may, in fact, well, that's <laughs> wonderful. Tim's not exactly my type, but he is a great guy. <laughs> that's okay, Bob. He's not my type either. Well, thank God he is somebody's type on the show tonight, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the last name I'll drop right now is Renee DeLiz. Uh, if you've been following the Washington Post, the big Kickstarter thing, she is the founder of the huge womanthology Oh, and, uh, yeah. and she's the person that's really been the driving impetus behind it. So she will be coming to Boston Comic Con, and we are very pleased to have her. Didn't we have them scheduled at one point? We um had a contact with them, but we never got them scheduled, unfortunately. Huh. Oh well, let's, I will uh, happily pass that contact along. Sure. Ray and her husband Ray are great people, very personable, and I'm sure they'd be a great interview. Awesome. Can't wait. Excellent. Awesome. That's right, because I, I, that Kickstarter project looked really, really cool. Yes. And it was the third most money raised. They were trying to raise $25,000, and I believe it went well over $100,000. Oh, wow. Oh That's impressive. Wow. But it has some incredible talent associated with it. There is not a sausage to be found in the house on that project. It is female <laughs> top It's like the opposite of a sausage fest. What do you even call that? A sausage <laughs> wallet fest? Bagel <laughs> <laughs> <Bank> factory? <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a great show. Um, we're working on t-shirts for the show. We're working on several different things to go on around the show. But, as you know, with Boston, everything's a pain in the neck to try and get done. Hey, are you guys going to have another cool commercial this year? Uh, that's more in the hands of Nick and Jimmy, so I'm not free to comment on that. That's, okay. that's more their gig. I just worry about helping them get artists in there. And then help out the show floor when necessary. So, Bob, what is it like for you when you sit down and go, all right, we got a new show. Boston Comic Con last year at the Heinz was freaking huge. Okay, it was as big and packed and fast and furious as I have ever seen a con in Boston be. And Sunday when it ended, you looked about as exhausted as I felt. <laughs> he was probably more exhausted than you were. Well, the plan was to. For Nick, Jimmy, myself, Mike, Randy, and Colin to actually take some time off. You know, take a couple <laughs> weeks off and, you know, not jump right back into the game, so to speak, of trying to get people to come to the show and recruiting and figuring out what we were going to do next year. Well, uh, we know that didn't happen because I, was, I saw you doing it on Sunday. You were starting to recruit already. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing was, we had the date at the beginning of the year and we had already taking care of everything and we planned we when Nick and Jimmy plan a date they want to make sure they're not on another show's date it's very important to them so they and to find a date in Boston you got to really plan way in advance you can't move around your date once you're in it fills in around you very quickly so you know they don't want to be anywhere near anime Boston obviously they don't want to be right. when big wow Fest is, or they don't want to be near C2E2 or any of those other shows. And we, had the, all, and we had the weekend all to ourselves because Pittsburgh Comic Con was at the end of the month at the time. So we had the weekend all to ourselves. And next thing we know, P 
Pittsburgh Comic Cons all of a sudden on our weekend because they had some sort of mishap with their venue. Well, what do you expect from don't a rinky-dink town like Pittsburgh? Don't say it, X. Too late. It was hey, said. who won last week? Thank you. I'm going to get letters about that for you. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. You'll you are. an email from me, but that's fine. Why is that? Because the Girl Scouts were out of town for Roethlisberger? <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, Bob, speaking of artists, you've had a lot of new artists on Comic Art House since last time we talked. Yes. Tell us about some of them. Uh, okay, well, we've gone very, very international, as you probably know. Uh, Jimbo Salgado is somebody that's from the Philippines that just joined us. Uh, he currently is working on a DC project with a very known writer. Uh, this is his first published work with DC. He came aboard before he was even courted by DC. So one of those things where you just see artwork and you know if it's good. And Jimbo is really going to be the next big thing. I see breaking forward. Uh, also from the Philippines, on referral from Jimbo, uh, we just brought in anchor uh, Jeffrey Huet, who has worked with... Uh, Lenyel Francis Yu, and he's worked with um, a couple other of the bigger names that are in the Philippines, so he's very talented. Uh, Felipe, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, Felipe Echevarria is uh, most known for doing his, he's a fine artist who uh, does paintings of death. I don't know why I'd ever be attracted to that. Uh -huh. <laughs> we know where that's coming from. Well, he's um, been represented overseas for a number of years now, and I am his first U.S. representative. And while I'm not selling any of the death paintings, I am selling quite a few of his other paintings. He's pretty awesome. Uh, Steve Ellis is obviously a name that's been in the industry for quite some time. Uh, I was going to say back on, on, back on Felipe, that's a really sexy Wonder Woman he did there. Yeah, he's awesome, and... He's working on doing some other uh, superhero characters, females, obviously. He's starting to work on some action paintings. He just wants to, I mean, he's a fine artist. I mean, if you go through the section, there's something called Spear Women there. Uh, that was actually a gallery show. <laughs> and there's, uh, I think, uh, I got to go on my own website to remember everything. <laughs> Fem Drops. And these were gallery shows that he worked on. So it's wow. good stuff. Diana Greenhog, I know I butchered her name. She's a relatively new anchor. She's a young lady that's worked on, you know, X-Men Legacy, Hercules, um, Nova. But she's worked with, you know, some really, really great artists already. She's worked with Mike Grell, Carlos Magno, uh, Kevin Sharp, and Steve Kurth. And she's worked with a lot of people. So we have a lot of new people that have come on board. I mean, Connie Van Valentina, she's another one. Uh, she's from Australia. Phenomenal artist that's concentrating mainly in fine art, but she's starting to delve into comics because she loves it. But, I mean, we have over 60 artists. If you can't find something on our site that fits your budget or your fancy, you're not looking Whoa. hard. Sorry, I, I, just, I just went over to Connie's stuff and I saw that uh, black cat drawing. <laughs> that is currently sitting in my living room. Uh, Connie, 
I'll be right over. Connie built me a package of artwork to sell for her. And uh, that is let okay. me tell you, some of the pieces in here are absolutely phenomenal. Great googly mooglies. So, oh, but, my God. She's very good at certain assets of the female posterior. <laughs> wow. Wow. But yes. That's nice. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure you've seen the name Tim Vigil was on there, too. Tim, yeah, if you don't... Did see that. Did see that. You know, and Tim has never had an art rep in his life because, well, to be honest, he doesn't like one. most art reps. Yeah. And I've been working with Tim for a while now. We've been developed a friendship probably over 10 years or so. So Tim's good people. And, you know, we have the, the usual array of people that we've had for a while. You know... The Bob Almonds, the Roger Andrews, the Craig Russo's, the Trevor Von Edens, you know, Sarah Richard, Scott Wagner, Charles Paul Wilson, you know, Norman Lee. But there's, if you really want to keep an eye on a couple guys that I know are going to break soon, we're talking Daniel Govar is, he was a winner of the Zuda competition for DC Comics. Uh, they did his digital comic Azure Online, and he is pumping out some of the books. Most incredible commissions now. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. These are gorgeous. Yeah, really. Two of them are in my collection. I'll let you figure out which two. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Rot row. Yeah. And, uh, well, you yeah, know, one's going to be death, and the other one is actually delirium. I saw that one. Yep. Beautiful. And again, this is all at comicardhouse.com. And, and we will Daniel provide a link to that site and a link to some of the artists we're talking about tonight. Well, Daniel will be at Boston. I'll let you know who's from the site that's going to definitely be at Boston Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, you will see Roger Andrews. You most likely will see Ken Branch. Uh, you may see talent. We're not sure yet. What about Mike uh, Lilly? Say again? What about Mike Lilly? You, oh, Mike. Yeah, he'll definitely be there. T.J. Dort and Joe Haley will be there, of course. Yay, the underburbs! There are buddies. Yay! Uh, Daniel will be there. Daniel Gavar. Uh, you will probably see. Let me see who else is on here. Good. Uh, Brian Kong will be there. Norman Lee, Mike Willie. You'll probably see Leo Liebelman. Uh, Mark McKenna will most likely be there. Sean McManus will be there, but he'll be in yes! hiding because he doesn't do shows. <laughs> You will wow. Is he going to be there? That, that's that's, that's interesting. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Rex, you're so not subtle. Mr. Rex, well played. <laughs> oh, dear. Jack Cassell will be there. Sarah will be there. Sarah Richard will be there. Craig Russo. Uh, How about my buddy, Louis? Louis Small, Jr. I keep trying to talk him into coming to Boston. We'll see if it finally works. Uh, Scott Wegener will not be there. Charles Paul Wilson the third will be there. Rich Woodall will be there. So uh, quite a f quite a few from Comic Art House will be there. G.W. Fisher will probably be there as well. You know who I keep hoping you get back is is Ben Templesmith. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I know so, nothing. We haven't opened up any hope. discussions with Ben yet, so. Dear Ben Tumblesmith, please forward to come back to Boston. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you just never know what's going to happen with us because we're not going to reveal 
all at once. That's okay. I I am totally willing to be pleasantly surprised. But his his um tenth doctor is is hung up right now and staring at me very. It's Bosh, lovely. Oh, you tease. Oh. <laughs> well, I just hung up. I finally found the right spot to hang up my Ben Temple Smith death. So it is currently hanging in the uh, entrance to my home. So. This is, you know, Wormwood Gentleman Corpse I have, I have picked up a copy of since I met him, and this is probably the only book I would ever bring to Comic-Con to have signed. It's so cool. I also, I didn't think I'd like it, and I actually did pick it up, and I actually loved that book. So it was I a, love Wormwood. It, yeah, it's pretty yeah. fabulous. It, it's pretty amazing. Absolutely amazing. <sighs> well, you, you know, Bob, you have tossed out a, a number of Easter eggs tonight. Some really <laughs> cool, cool stuff. Don't, don't. Do you know what Easter eggs actually means, though? Yeah, hidden stuff. Yeah, but it wasn't hidden. He just said it. Well, it's... <laughs> you, you don't have to, like, click three times to hear it. He just said it. It's not and an Easter egg. It's an announcement. Easter egg, then it's, then it's found. I got it. Okay. <laughs> See what I put up with here? I'm scared. Well, good. Be very, very, very. But it should be a great show. Um, oh my God! There's always a hiccup at every show, but we grow at every show. Also, you know, it's the year. T- I don't know. When we were at the West, and it was the line from hell, uh, and the police department kept shutting us down. What every 15 minutes? Oh yeah, that was. Weston was insane. That was crazy. Yeah, and they kept shutting us down until they finally did not bring the cop back on Sunday, and we had a good show on Sunday because uh, while we love the Boston Police Department, we just wanted everybody to get out of the cold and actually be able to enjoy the show. Right. Well, they were fairly amicable last year, though. They were, like, cool and walking around and chilling with us. We got some good pictures. Well, thankfully, the- we had the, the big front hallway. Mm. The big front hallway helped a lot to kind of keep people occupied as well. I mean, we brought out... Some of the bigger guests were in the hallway, obviously, with Adam Hughes, Art Adams, Joe Yeah, Cooper, Sci-Fi Saturday Night was in the hallway. So no, Frank Whiteley. And, <laughs> Whiteley! Yeah, and I was able to embarrass the redhead by making her take a picture with him. Yeah, yeah, Sci-Fi Saturday Night was in the hallway, you know. <laughs> yep. Right. Most important guest ever. Ever. <laughs> but like I said, if you could pass out the word on the auction and try and get any donations, we would definitely appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be putting. A, now, is there a theme for the art? Nope. Just wild. there is no theme. Is it has to be family friendly? Let me reiterate that because it is gonna. It is a family event, and we do plan on displaying these before the auction. So no nip uh, slips, people. No, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Anything that could be considered adult content, we thank you, but we humbly decline no anything with adult functions. content on it. Uh, we will gladly accept any, you know, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, or any superhero, your own creation, uh, because the better this auction is, the better we can kind of make it for everybody. Absolutely. By keeping things reasonable, and we, like I said, the promoters don't like increasing prices. Nobody likes increasing prices, especially in this economy. And they're keeping things fairly stable. So, But right. the, obviously, to put a show of this size on, it costs a lot of money. So, Well, we will keep thinking about ways in which we can contribute. And if you think of any way we can help you out, let us know. 
just and, uh, keep pumping us out every show you do and just uh, put the word out there if people um, currently right now the artist registration is open uh, the vendor show vendor tables are now open uh, they people can get their artist alley table now we sold out early last year uh, the vendor table sold out early last year. We were out, I think, by January, and we were waiting for cancellations to get everybody else in. So get in and get early. At least reserve it. Uh, drop a phone call to the con. Uh, it's on the website. You can email Jimmy at, through the Jim at BostonComicCon.com, or you can email Colin, Colin if you have um, <laughs> any interesting news about the con or something you'd like to share as far as and by the way, it's Colin's birthday, so happy birthday, Colin. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Colin! Oh, good. I don't have the birthday music anymore. Darn it. Oh, well. Bob, as, as uh, the art, you know, future artists are mentioned, uh, when you want to, uh, you know, reveal uh, Alan Moore and Jack Davis coming, <laughs> you, know, you are free Alan, to come on the show. If you could get Alan Moore, I think we'd have to get a bigger boat. <laughs> Again, I think, I think you're probably right. So that's okay. We can stay at my place. <laughs> yeah. So we're anticipating a bigger show than last year once again. Well, it's always the idea to go bigger and better. Go bigger, go home. <laughs> I'm gonna use my duck button again in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, we want to obviously increase the interest in the show, and we obviously want to offer more things for the fans to do. Um, we got a couple of things besides just uh, the double panels going. We're thinking of a kids-only panel, meaning no adults allowed. Uh, That's adorable. A panel just for children, and uh, God offered to do it, and I can't reveal their name at the moment, but God love them <laughs> because I know I'd be all set with the little people. <laughs> <laughs> Although they sometimes have the cutest costumes. Yeah. They do have the cutest costumes. And like I said, with Amy doing the costume contest, that will definitely be on Sunday again. And it's going to be given a bigger time slot, too. I mean, two hours is just not enough time in that costume contest. People put their hearts and souls into these costumes. Yes, they do in a lot of cases. I mean, most cases, these are not store-bought costumes. Right. These are things they put together themselves, in some cases, spending thousands of dollars on them. There's a certain Poison Ivy out there that may want to enter that again. Yeah. Well, that'd be worth it. Harley Quinn, who does every year, and she is just amazing. And then you're talking, we have our, our Batman, who comes around. Um, yep. With, with the Joker, yeah. Yep. So there's, and then the kid that showed up last year with that big mech thing, I couldn't figure out. I was like, oh. that was cool. Yeah. That was very cool. You know, if anybody wants to come as Batwoman, I'd be more than happy to take my picture with them. I think anybody that shows up as Batwoman would have a certain artist greet them happily. <laughs> Unless it's Kevin Smith. Then, no, Ouch. Uh, I don't know. I hope nobody ever gives him a flying car. That just scares the hell out of me. I think it scares us all, my friend. I think it scares us all. Of course, a flying car for Kevin Smith would be a double wide. <laughs> Bazinga. 
buzzing on. <laughs> so anyhow, Bob, you are welcome back anytime you know that. Absolutely. And, and uh, we like to thank you from Nick, myself, Jimmy, Mike, Colin, and of course, Drunken Randy. Drunken Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Drunken Randy. You have to bring him by. You have to introduce him to us. I don't think I know Drunken Randy. He's the guy behind the scenes. He's usually drunk, so we don't put him in the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet Drunken Randy. Wouldn't be Drunken Randy without being Drunken Randy, so he's usually drunk. But he, he's a very integral part of the show. He's a great guy, and, you know, without without him, the show's not possible. Without Mike, the show's not possible. I mean, there's nobody that's not better because of the show. We work very well as a team, and I'm just very thankful to be part of the show. Well, you know what, though? It shows. I mean, we've been to a lot of different conventions, and I have to say that Boston Comic Con is seriously world class. Yeah. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. I we mean, try. you you blow a lot of other conventions, which I will not name out of respect, out of the freaking water. And we are very, very proud to be affiliated with you guys. You have no idea. Yeah. Well, the shows that were around us in this area are, didn't have the faith in the area, didn't care about the area to the extent we do. This is our home. That's right. This is where we live. This is We want a good show for the fans. And, you know, we're not a fly-by-night outfit. We're, we're here to stay, and we're just going to keep putting out the best show we can on an annual basis. And... You know, it's gone from, you know, the basement of the Hancock, the Back Bay Center, and, you know. That was one of the <laughs> coolest shows ever, though. Walking through the catacombs underneath the basement there. <laughs> yeah, but it's amazing. You go from a 900 attendance show to what it is now. Yep. Right. To fitting very comfortably in the Heinz, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it did fit very comfortably in the Heinz, and it's just a... It's grown very quick, if you think about it. Over three years, it's jumped three locations. That's insane. It went from the Back Bay Event Center to the West and now to the Heinz. That's only a three-year growth period. Yeah, and who, do, who else does that? Nobody. Nobody. Uh, yeah. Some people went directly into the Heinz, and then they pulled out of the Heinz. There you go. That's no, what yeah. she said. <laughs> they had that bad sex education. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're here to stay, though. Right. And we are a comic book show. We're not an entertainment show. We're, you're not going to see us dragging in the cast of anybody. Uh, we've just been about comics and the medium, and that's what we're... That's what our niche is. We're all comic geeks. We love the comics medium, so that's what we base it towards. And by the success rate, I'd say a lot of people agree with us. And by the best thing about Boston Comic Con, the best thing is no matter how big it gets, there's always that one-on-one -on -one interplay between the artist and that one fan. And it's just amazing to see... <laughs> In a room that size with that many artists and that many fans, there's so much individual stuff going on. It's just well, and, you know, as long as they're not that fan, you know, the one that comes with like a whole huge box full of. Can you like sign all of these? <laughs> you know that fan? No, oh, no. 
couple of those. To do There's a couple of that fans, but no, I was I was gonna say that I think the reason, part of the reason that Boston Comic Con has been so successful is that it's not having an identity crisis and it's not bending what it is in order to just get people in the door who are never gonna come back. I mean, you don't see Boston Comic Con. Yeah, you don't see you guys booking wrestlers, for instance. Well, we did bring in wrestlers, but they're friends of the show and. You know, Bruce the Barber Beefcake and Greg Valentine, we were very happy to have them. Uh, they wanted to do the show. They asked if they could come in. They weren't recruited by us. Well, no, I mean, I mean, coming in, whatever, it's fine. But, like, it's not like you're not drawing people there to specifically see wrestlers. You're not drawing people there to see movie stars. Or, no, but we have been contacted by a couple. Obviously, we had Amber Benson two years ago. Uh, she asked but she's an author in her own right, though. Yes, she is, and she asked if she could come and... I mean, it's Amber Benson, for God's sake. What, are you going to say no? Exactly, <laughs> and that was at the the Westin, where we had the the crowd that kept growing and growing and growing yep. for four hours. Every time you looked at the but, window, but every time. people packed again. But then again, every let me tell you, going to New York Comic Con three weeks ago now... Uh, I am perfectly happy with the size of Boston Comic Con. <laughs> let me tell you, New York Comic Con, my God. 100,000 yeah. people, love to see the paycheck. I had enough of it within the first hour. It I'm was just sure. too crowded, too yeah. many people. You but know, I mean, you know, you guys have exceptions, but you're not having an identity crisis. And that, that was my point. You know who you are, you stick to what you know, you're flexible in that, but, you know, you've got a very good focus, and I think that's why people come back. That's driven by Nick and Jimmy. you got to give them credit, because they really don't waver. They're like, no, we don't want to do this direction. No, we don't want to do that. We're a comic book show. Because it's funny, uh, Nick and Jimmy are very old school, and I'll, sometimes I mention an artist to Nicky, and Nicky's always busting my balls, and, you know, he'll come up with a nickname for whatever I come up with, and he'll just kind of turn the name into something else, and he'll go, who is that? And I have to explain who the artist is and why it behooves the show to have him there, and it's kind of a funny interplay. You know, I have a good, have a good relationship with Nick. I'm really thankful to be privileged to work with him, and, you know, I'm very lucky to work with Jimmy, who I think I'm going to actually drive into a mental institution one day. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to ask you to send hugs to both of them. I like them both so much. They're very sweet men. They're great guys. And, again, they're very thankful for everybody that volunteers at the show, that yeah. gives their time to the show, has yeah. the faith in the show. You know, Megan's the kind of the, um, the commander behind the, like, the head guest. I mean, it was pretty funny. Megan wouldn't even let Nikki near Jim Lee because she didn't know who he was. <laughs> and he's the promoter of the show. and You know, but Megan Awkward. will walk up to Nikki now and go, Dad, I need some money for the kids so I can buy him food. You know, it's kind of a real nice little thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Bob, are we losing you? Nope, I'm still here. Oh, okay. okay. All right, it's well, a family atmosphere. It's... Um, you know, it's like old home week for a couple of days there. We go nuts for a couple of days and figure out what's going on. I mean, my kids went to the first, their first Comic-Con last year, and thankfully uh, the redhead was very patient as my daughters are very chatty, and I was running all over the place. So I was, uh, That was fun. That was not work. That was fun working <laughs> with all of them. Yeah. As long as okay. I'm not responsible for them, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's pretty much the way we all are at Comic-Con, isn't it? As long as I'm not responsible for this. <laughs> sure. with the rest of us, we're kind of like, oh, God, this is our fault. How do we correct it? <laughs> well, listen, Bob, come back when you can drop some more names. Let us uh, know. Why don't, you call it, why don't we uh, plan on something in a month or so? Uh, like write plan. that down. Yeah. Illustrator okay. X, get on that. Present. There you go. Yay! I will happily drop some names before Christmas. We could awesome. do like the 12 names before Christmas. <laughs> totally. Kind of cute, actually. All right. All right. We got some sound? We got some sound because... I'm, I'm going to use the I'm gonna use the dock button. Hang on. Is that quiet enough? Probably not, huh? That works. Really? All right. Yeah. Next week, Dave Gordon, artist, animator, sculptor, and now guest. On November 19th, author Michael J. Sullivan talks about his novel, A Theft of Swords. At least they didn't touch his cod piece. Oh on November goodness. 26th, it's Thanksgiving weekend. The guests are out shopping, but we'll be here. And on December 3rd, author Steve Roman debuts the saga of Pandora's Wyback with the novel Blood Feud. And don't forget, this weekend, spot the dome along with Buck Rogers, Captain Marvel, and all your favorite heroes <laughs> at the South Coast Toy and Comic Show in fabulous Fairhaven, Mass. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con, if you couldn't tell from this show. And of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic artwork. Visit Bob and Kim at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by Zenoise. Pick up their CD, The Benevolent Beast, on iTunes. Dome? I want to thank Bob Shaw for what was an interesting more than half an hour and more cool stuff to come. From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and Grammar Girl Zombrarian, thank you, ladies. You're very welcome. Zombrarian. Okay, there you are. I didn't know I was supposed to say something. Well, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, Illustrator X, and Dead Redhead, who finally made an appearance. Thank you, guys. I gotta draw something now for an auction. <laughs> How about if I kiss something for you? <laughs> I feel like we should all contribute to something. Careful, because this is the dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everyone. Good night! Spoilers!